Tuesday. It's your host, Cade. Uh, today we have our guest, Avery and Lex. <laughs> and we are talking about school. We were talking about you. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, welcome back. This is our guest, part two, with Cade and Champion, my... Part two, he's back. My younger back. brother. Um... Yeah, we do want to talk about school. Some people are so interesting, you have to have them on twice. Heavy, heavily requested <laughs> guest returns. Glad um, to be here. But Cade is, I don't know, introduce yourself, you know? Um, Our senior, you're about to graduate in two weeks. Senior, graduating in two weeks. I go to CU Boulder. Scobuffs. Scobuffs. Um, I mean, that's, that's really it. All right, well, what's your major? <laughs> My major is integrated physiology, uh, pre-med, okay. basically. I was going to say, I have a minor down. in philosophy. That's, okay. Yeah. How did you get to that career path and know you wanted to study that in college? Yeah, so I didn't know, like many I thought I was gonna go, you know, your your casual route into business because that's like the safe bet mm-hmm. for for most people. Whoa, whoa, everything, whoa, whoa. Everything's <laughs> ran like a business these days. It's it's definitely good skills to have, just interpersonal and you know, uh, making connections, right. networking. That's that's really what gets you far. But mm-hmm. no, I I thought. You know, as a kid, I always had an inquisitive mind and was curious about a lot. And so science was really the route for me. And uh, I didn't really figure that out until probably my senior year of high school when I took my first anatomy class. Yeah. And I was always, like, all right in math. wasn't my favorite. But anatomy really stuck out to me. Uh... Because it's it's a lot of like hands-on learning, you know, you're touching bones and muscles and organs, and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, uh, getting to know what the human body is made of. Because right. so many people yeah. these days don't understand it, but you yeah. know, it's our bodies. So it's like you you really should yeah, come true, to understand true. it to some degree. You get but, to see uh, a, did you get to see a real body in that class? Um, in, yeah, in anatomy, our, our senior year, we got to go to Marquette's Cadaver Lab, mm. and that was really, like, the, the point at which people were like, hell yeah, like, this is for me, <laughs> or okay. it's like, I there's do people, this like, dropping in there as soon as you get in there, because, you know, the, the smell and just the sight yeah. of bodies cut up old decrepit yeah that's crazy. that that really gets to some people and they're like all right if i'm throwing up passing out i don't know if i can do mm-hmm. this oh my god uh <laughs> but no that's that's really what sparked it for me and then the next step of my journey was at the university of tampa in florida mm-hmm. where i studied biochem for a year then covid struck but that was that was really cool too again hands-on learning uh Marine biology is really big there, so we were getting into dissecting starfish and squid and sharks, which was pretty cool. Uh, A lot of, like, microbiology labs there, too, Mm -hmm. which were really awesome. But, yeah, then I came here, started uh, integrated physiology, and now I'm almost done. So why did you you switch over? 
Um, that was that was like the closest major they offered oh, gotcha. here, and I honestly I love biology. I was not a big fan of the chemistry side. Mm-hmm. Some pretty hard concepts to wrap your mind around there, because you know you can't 100%. really put your hands on molecules other than modeling kits and all that and it was pretty hard to visualize but uh it, it's still pretty cool learning about all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i mean that's super interesting it's just it's cool to i feel like you don't hear a ton about people getting into the sciences which is so weird because it's so relevant in our life mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's uh yeah that's definitely a crazy thing especially now is just like what we're putting into our bodies and doing to our bodies and how little we understand the effect of yeah those things it's it's pretty interesting to learn about so i'm always you know picking out little tidbits from class and then like thinking like holy shit i should like tell people about this you know like, yeah. it's pretty crazy to learn and that's that's really what motivates me i think is the acquisition for knowledge that like really applies to our lives and that i can share to my friends and family you know so what are some of the those things that you've learned that you really have you know benefited from or started utilizing in your own everyday life or shared with friends and family yeah definitely so uh one of the biggest issues right now i think in the u.s is obesity Mm -hmm. and like like i was saying before we just have no idea what we're putting into our bodies like scientists did a study on twinkies and those like super processed foods and you know the the reality of that is there are scientists and chemists that are looking at those foods and having to decipher what they can call edible ingredients and what they're keeping out of the ingredient label just because you know they they create this product that we all love yeah but then they're like when it comes down to it all right what what can we throw in this label what should we keep off are you allowed to keep things off of the ingredient label i i don't know if i can answer that my knowledge but i know there are uh, like loopholes just like yeah. everything I'm sure well I'm I wonder if it's like the ingredient labels on there but like maybe it's only the things that are considered food or like edible right. food right which is like like scary to think about yeah exactly <laughs> definitely yeah but cause you I feel like when you're at the grocery store you look at the ingredients and you just take it as it is you're like alright sweet like or you mm-hmm. look at maybe like Oh sweet, ninety calories, sweet. I can sure. have this. Yeah. But like, once you get down to like the, the I guess like the nitty gritty of the list and like the chemicals that are inside of it, I would say ninety five percent of people who read that they have no idea what half the things are. Yeah. In there. But uh, another thing that's been really cool is, like I said before, I have a philosophy minor. And just, like, applying those ethics and what we learn, like, thought experiments and all that to what I'm learning in science. Because those are, they're both science, but one is, you know, like, data, like, 
hard evidence, like objective science, while philosophy is more seen as like subjective. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty cool to learn about both those things together. I think that's definitely yeah. helped me uh, become better at critical thinking and yeah. like putting things into perspective. You know, second guessing, doubting right. what's what's right and what's wrong. Do definitely. you see? Do you see those two things colliding a lot with each other? Definitely, or? definitely. Yeah. Where it's like, so uh, another, going back to it, another big misconception that I hear a lot about from, you know, specialists, uh, from podcasts I listen to, papers I'll read, is uh, doctors treating only say like sleep if you're an insomniac you are going on sleeping pills and that's fixing the direct problem there Mm -hmm. but you're getting issues far down the road like all right your cognitive ability is decreasing after taking these pills you're drowsy of headaches like Mm -hmm. uh there's all these issues but what doctors know how to do is take your symptoms you gave them and you know say like all right this medication or like this therapy will help you fix that but they're not looking at all sides of health like the, they're wanting to fix the short term effects exactly but, not like the but long-term. without really looking at the long term and that that's a big thing because i think people are thinking of doctors as like all-knowing omnipotent yeah. people like oh yeah I'm just gonna go see my doctor and he's gonna figure it out but it's well, like that's what their profession is like they should be right you know like we grew up I feel like our society not shitting on doctors at all but mm-hmm. like I'm just saying like that's what we were raised in like our culture is like telling right. us is like these people right are the professionals you know yeah and we just kind of recently had our like scientific revolution where the past you know a couple decades we're just kind of gaining a bunch of knowledge applying it as we learn about it and now we're like taking a step back saying like all right the meds that we gave these people in the 80s are now killing them right let's let's revisit that and find a better way to go about it but no i think uh a big takeaway from like what i've learned from people in practice right now is that diet emotional social and physical health are all things that need to be treated together not only like take a pill for your physical symptoms which is gonna take a toll on your emotional and then you know your social life's messed up you have to look at all those domains interesting because i feel like right now they're all very separate things Mm -hmm. but i feel like you're right like they all are connected, you know, like Definitely. you are one yeah. thing. One of those affects the other, mm-hmm. which will affect the other, you know. Yeah. What are some, I guess, tips or tricks or, I don't know, any of the learnings you've mm-hmm. found from your courses that you've applied to your life? Yeah, totally. Um, if any. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I definitely have. Uh I mean, one of the big ones was just, like, changing my diet, okay. you know, like, eating a healthy, organic diet where you're getting fruits and veggies and drinking enough water, like, making sure you're seeing the sunlight every day. All okay. those play 
like big parts on your health and mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know because we just hear about like the food pyramid and like mm-hmm. all right that's what we learn about which originally took school. away right yeah, yeah they, they, they like change it very again just like a little insight to how much our curriculum changes every year yeah. and right. how much we're learning like okay maybe we take that off because that's not right anymore but yeah just knowing that doctors aren't these godlike figures <laughs> that'll save you from anything is is a big takeaway yeah I never learned before maybe a couple years ago I'd say like probably I was in college before I even learned that drinking a lot of water makes you feel so much different than if you're dehydrated all day it's like crazy Mm -hmm. and it's worth having to pee 30 times a day just (laughs) to be like hydrated because I feel like it gives me more energy it makes me feel more awake Um, and that makes a, a whole lot of difference and it, I don't know why I just learned about that now. Or, like, yeah. not now, but, like, a couple of years ago, I'd say. Right. Maybe I just, like, totally ignored it. I feel like it's know. not, like, really taught in class. Like, when we go to health class, it's, like, you learn about periods. You learn about, mm-hmm. I don't know, mental health in a way and, like, drugs and alcohol. Like, that was, like, the focus of mm-hmm. health class. You know, like, basic health class. Yeah. But, like, it's not any of those, like actual beneficial and like things you need to know like drink a lot of water will fix your whatever wrong with you you know well i think it's like it it, it's so basic almost to a point where people are like why do i need to teach that right yeah it's so it's just like a basic life necessity Mm -hmm. and so it makes sense why people kind of overlook it as being something that's so important you're like oh yeah i'll drink when i'm thirsty Mm -hmm. it's just a natural habit but like making sure that you're constantly drinking sometimes even if you're not thirsty just to have those fluids like going right definitely yeah i guess okay i want to go back to how you got into pre-med and like was there like one thing or someone that kind of inspired you to do it or Mm -hmm. it was like the career path you're you want to be on like what got you there definitely so both our parents were in business Mm -hmm. you know and so we always had that growing up and I think it came from two different areas so one our our grandpa is a plastic surgeon who is like an angel everybody around us has heard his story where Mm -hmm. he is uh, the oldest of 11 and you know born and raised in Cebu in the Philippines he uh, basically took it upon himself to fix both of his uh, siblings who grew up with a uh, cleft palate yeah. in their lip. And uh, he, he studied, worked to get through school in the Philippines where he then came over to the U.S. and, you know, basically just got his Ph.D., where then he fixed his siblings and that that was his his mission you know and now even after doing that he still goes back every year to uh treat people who don't have the money to pay for these kind of surgeries Mm -hmm. and so they go on medical missions to do that for free all around the philippines and just like hearing about that and then 
in contrast, hearing, you know, from from our parents, from a lot of our friends' parents, like, that are just in business, you know, like, I hate my job, I don't know where this is going, I, like, there's no more job security, it's all, like, kind of scary, and so, that, in combination with, like, I just think that's much more fascinating than how do we make as much money as possible okay that, yeah. that was definitely what what drove me to uh stick to science well it sounds like it seems like it's a direct path to making a change or making an impact on real life yeah what it sounds like it's like like i can directly look at this and be like i'm making an impact on somebody else's life or on this world which is right that's how seems really cool papa our our grandpa's like that too like he's always like help people whatever mm-hmm. your career is you want to help people like that yeah. should be your goal your value you know yeah he always talks about like icky guy finding something you love doing that also benefits the world mm-hmm. and it's just like it's not i'm not trying to put whatever business in a dark light because <laughs> like business, so. you can, yeah there's uh Millionaires who do nonprofits and give back to charity, right. and like that's that's a great way to go about it too. I'm just more after the hunt for like the truth and like what we should be worried about and what's going on because you definitely hear a lot about that. And just getting to know about your body is pretty fascinating. I know you hate this question, so I'm sorry in advance, <laughs> but. What is your career goals or career path look like? And, like, how do you want... I don't know, like, what what would be your, like, dream job one day? Right. That you're trying to obtain through, obviously, your education and career path? Okay. So, in reality, I am two weeks out from graduation and about to be thrown into the fire of reality. Right. And I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I... I'm kind of on here to like normalize like me and a bunch of my friends are going back to our parents houses next year and that's what we're gonna do we're gonna save money uh bum off them and figure it out from there but I am working a internship right now in clinical research of like device testing and medical devices and I find that pretty fascinating I don't know long term what my career path would look like but I I do not plan on going to medical school as of right now or like anytime soon anymore okay so I I hope to stick in research and figure it out from there yeah I do want to emphasize like normalizing going home and also not knowing what you want to do like I don't think it's realistic to say everyone who's graduating college knows exactly what they want to do with their life no like I don't know I don't know know what I want to do right now I was about to say I don't want to speak for you but speaking for myself like yes I have a career Uh I'm happy in it but I don't know what I'm going to be doing in 10 years Mm -hmm. or where I actually want my career to lead me to like I do appreciate you being like honest right because I think there are like obviously many different types of of students but a lot of the people in pre-med you'll learn are kind of forced down this path okay and I'm pretty 
glad to have a great support system of like friends and family that they're like all right we we really don't care that you're not going to med school that's not like a deal breaker we're not going to disown you we support you throughout whatever you decide to do so I'm very happy to have that uh but yeah I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go because at the end of the day too it's your life you know like you're the one going to school you're Mm -hmm. the one working in this career you're the one right putting your you know studying and And, uh, working your ass off like it should be your decision at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Sorry. For, well, for somebody who is kind of deciding not to go into further school. Yeah. Um, what would you think, like, somebody who's thinking, like, or maybe on the fence of, like, should I go to, should I go into to med school right, and right. do that whole path? Or should I, like, find something else? Um, what do you think somebody, like, needs in order to make that leap to med school? Or, like Definitely. I do know what it would look like to like be successful and apply to med school and yeah. go through that route. So, uh, a lot of a lot of the guys around me definitely make it a point to you know join extracurriculars, whether that's uh, a research lab. You know, uh, another big thing is just like utilizing your resources because I'm always. I've always been that kid who's like quiet and just like I think I'm smart enough I'll I'll figure it out one way or another but no <laughs> like seriously reach out to professors classmates whatever make a study group that aligns with your goals and that's motivated like even just reaching out to professors uh hey do you run a lab like get to know them go into office hours uh yeah make make a club with like-minded people or even just doing like volunteer work. So what what really landed me the job I have right now, that's great, honestly. I, I'm not as qualified as I should be for this job, but they saw my resume and it's, uh, it's like a business internship. It's, you know, my cooking job from eighth grade. It's, it's all these random jobs, like mm-hmm. landscaping, whatever. And <laughs> What they said was like, hey, we really appreciate like the amount of time you're putting into your volunteer work and extracurriculars. Um, you know, that that really helped you stand out from the other applicants here. And that I think that really says a lot about you as a person. And so I, I think, yeah, a lot of people in medicine have that similar goal of like, giving back helping out Mm -hmm. when you can where you can just finding something you like to do that benefits society yeah it's interesting because it seems like at least from an outside perspective it seems like med school is a very obviously it's very academically like um like you need to be very like academically strong it's like very i guess time consuming yeah, yeah yeah so it's interesting that you say that like extracurriculars outside of school mm-hmm. also are a big deal right it seems like school it seems like med like pre-med students mm-hmm. are school through and through like yes. loaded yeah and i think that's that's definitely true i've i found it hard to find free time sometimes mm-hmm. if i'm having a tough semester that i yeah. like had no idea this class was going to be so hard like yeah just finding time to you know just hang out with friends or mm-hmm. whatever uh like have my personal time 
it's it's tricky but time management and like just the fact if you really align with something you'll you'll find time to do that so i i think that's what that says about you like yeah we know how hard those classes can be but if you were really about it you would be doing it you know yeah yeah gotcha that's that's kind of the message i've received okay yeah cool going off of like class work what have some of your favorite classes been throughout college or you know okay that taught you the most yeah or have really spiked your interest mm-hmm. in whatever so i'll kind of twist that and say the classes aren't as important as the professors okay. i would try to find professors with their PhD that you know have at least a decade in the field that they're teaching you about because that just makes it a lot easier because I've had experiences with bad professors in classes I was like really excited to take Mm -hmm. and it it really killed it for me because it's just throwing information at you where I'm in a class right now that I didn't think I would love as much, but my teacher's been doing it for the past 40 years, and he can tell you just about anything and, like, how it applies to other things I've learned, and, like, every time I go to this class, I'm I'm taking something away that's, like, holy shit, like, I'm writing this down somewhere that I won't forget it because this is, like, crucial information. Okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I feel like professors, I guess, do matter a lot. Definitely. Especially in your field. It's probably very important for them to go out in that field and, you know, Mm -hmm. understand it and work in it and have experience Mm -hmm. that they can bring back to the students and share that experience, like, firsthand. Right, because you'll definitely see a divide between professors that have and have not done. Okay you know field work and what they're teaching because it's like you ask them a question and they're just talking circles around it like did you not read the slides or like it doesn't sound like you understood the information where yeah as like it's a very hands-on field too it's not like you can i don't know just look up how to give brain surgery like no yeah you know and (laughs) i won't say like like, i'm at that level at all If you guys love gold jewelry as much as I do, you have to check out Slide Jewels. Slide Jewels is a jewelry brand that crafts contemporary and affordable pieces from high-quality stainless steel. From earrings, necklaces, rings, and bracelets, Slide has pieces for everyone. Use code to some extent to get 30% off your purchase. Links and promo code will be in the show notes, so check it out. Yeah, so do would you have any, like tips or advice for somebody who is kind of trying to think about like their senior year of high school maybe mm-hmm. junior year trying to think about doing pre-med um maybe moving off the the path a little bit from like that typical business track or something like that <laughs> yeah um what what kind of advice for someone who's about to graduate in two weeks and has done the whole thing definitely so uh i i have a couple here um one was just find a good study group or like-minded motivated 
kids that you can get together with and they'll be like, all right, we, we got to go to the library at this time. We're leaving at this time and we're knocking off yeah. unit one, two, and three, you know? And another tip from that is something that really helped me that we're hearing a lot about more now is get to a point where you can teach a concept to your friend because when you're understanding it in your own words it's going to come back like that to you when you're forced to reproduce it on paper you know and i i think that helped me a lot because uh i was i was the kid just you know scribbling notes out doing like 140 slides in the span of like two days thinking like all right this is gonna this is gonna lock me in for the test like yeah. I'll, I'll be good to go after this and you really gain nothing from that it's just a waste of time so i've really strayed away from the note-taking approach even even flashcards and all that that's all right for like short-term memory uh yeah. recall but no you should really be like writing out concepts creating concept maps uh drawing organ structures and whatnot you know yeah. that that helped me a lot i'm also a very like hands-on visual learner so mm -hmm. that might just apply to me yeah well, i always felt like like when a big test comes up like that applies to a lot of things where if you just memorize it maybe you'll get it on the test or something but it goes in one ear out right. the other totally. and once the test is over you're not going to remember yeah, anything, yeah. So. and that's that's what happens a lot and that's what i definitely took away from my note-taking phase like uh sophomore junior year okay um and then another one was you know just maintaining a a good balance in life of social uh physical school work whatever it is like mm -hmm. just make sure you're you're knocking off all those areas because you can think school is everything and your parents are pressuring you whatever uh you're, you're just like stressed out you're forgetting to hang out with friends i've been there and it's it's not a good place to be in and it kind of takes you back from where you think you are in school like oh i've only been focusing on school like the past two weeks i'm i'm like good but no you you don't really account for like the the decline in social emotional yeah. awareness mm -hmm. uh and and that was definitely something i dealt with and you guys should know too um another thing more specifically just getting into pre-med i'm i'm a big advocate for like calculated laziness where i am a lazy person that won't do more than he's asked so i'm trying to find the easiest way to get stuff done mm -hmm. and for me this started out with thinking like oh hell yeah pa school is only two years opposed to you know four years mm -hmm. and then residency and all that mm -hmm. and so i i was really banking on that and then my friends family who are both doctors mm -hmm. told me all right that's a stupid idea because i have all these pas working under me and you know they're doing four times the amount of work that i'm just dishing out to them because i don't want to do it yeah. and they're getting paid a quarter of what i'm getting paid mm -hmm. so 
it's it's really just like commit to it if if you want to and then the last takeaway that I've kind of learned is you really have to love the idea of going through med school and like wanting to become a doctor like that that kind of has to be your dream okay to to really do it because what's happening a lot at least what I'm seeing now and I don't know if this is from COVID or whatever, but a lot of people are changing their minds. Okay, interesting. And, you know, they're they're going through a couple years of med school or maybe all of it, and then they're getting out and saying, like, all right, now what do I want to do? Like, I'm actually doing this after all these years of school, after all the money I've paid, and yeah. I don't yeah. love this. Like, I've I've had two cousins do that, and they actually both dropped what they were doing and are more successful in their side hustles yeah, now yeah. and they they love doing that cuz they were like I'm not seeing my family I'm on yeah. call from whatever 8:30 to 8 p.m. like right. I I don't have a social life and okay. so you really have to be committed to to go through all that you gotta have the passion you can't right. really fake it through and that's why I think I, I started to back away like a year ago okay cause I reflected and I thought like alright I, I don't think I'm cut out for this yeah cause you do have to prioritize like I mean you're going through all this schooling when you're at your youngest and mm-hmm. like when these you know like not saying you can go to med school and not have fun right of course you can but I'm sure it's a lot harder to be focused on school and then also obtain a fun social life or totally because you are sacrificing that and like i was i was i'd say i was definitely about the paycheck before okay the reality set in where i was like hell yeah doctor makes x amount of money like that's four times what i could be making in this field like i'm i'm with it (laughs) <laughs> like I'm smart enough to go through school or whatever but no it's like the same cousins were telling me they were missing friends weddings or they were uh they couldn't visit their parents when they were in the hospital sick it's yeah. you really have to consider like that is your life for the next 10 years even out of college yeah. you you really have to be committed that's a crazy decision to make when you're what because you don't know yeah you don't know anything it's it is really the passion that has to drive you yeah Yeah. you need a deeper reason i feel like behind Mm -hmm. it to why you're doing it definitely okay that makes Uh, a lot yeah that makes a lot of sense it's that's crazy you guys have any more questions we do we have some fun guest questions awesome serum um first one what's the weirdest scar you have and how did you get it okay um i have a lot of scars uh, I'll talk about two. Okay. So one, which I'm not going to show, is a tramp stamp on my back. Yeah. And it's funny because it's a birthmark, mm-hmm. and me and my dad have the same exact marks. Yeah. Oh, no like, way. has a tramp stamp on our back, and I always forget about it because I can't see my yeah. other back, but I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> and my other one is uh, I have a scar on my forehead. You can like kind of see it if I squint. It's yeah. like right in the middle. Like of a there. Harry Potter scar. Right, and I I cracked my head open on ice. Uh, man, I think it was in like sixth grade. Fifth yeah, grade. You were it young. was early, but 
that was pretty messed up because I just bad. remember like I slipped went to feel my head it felt like play-doh look at my Whoa. friends faces because we were playing like hockey ice hockey <laughs> and they're just like appalled and I was yeah. like oh what's wrong and then I yeah touched my face covered in blood and uh, needed eight stitches in my dome piece. How old were you? Eight? No, uh, it was like... It had to have been like 12 maybe, like uh, 11, 12. I still remember that day too, getting yeah. a call from your friend's mom and me and mom, mom just started screaming yeah. and I'm like, what happened? And she's like, we need to go get Cade now. And it was... It was not good, no, but I got a like hundred dollar Lego Ninjago set from <laughs> the family that I hurt myself like their house. Oh wow. At their house. They <laughs> they gave me the Lego set as compensation. So it was pretty much a win win. It was a win win. <laughs> like the scar is still there. It's, yeah. it's not really there. I know, no, you no. I feel like you have to like really look. Like, yeah. it's not like super obvious. Yeah. Um Okay. What is your recurring dream, if you have one? If not, just deem a dream okay. that you remember. Yeah, That's... so, like, I don't really dream anymore. Wow. But as a kid, um, I would always have this recurring dream. So, like, I always thought my house was haunted, and I had a bathroom, and the attic was right above the toilet. And so I would leave my bathroom door open because I'm like, I need to keep watch on it just in case, you know? And many times as a kid, I had this dream where this, like, big, black, like, Slenderman, skinny-looking creature would, like, crawl out of the attic crawlspace door and, like crawl on my ceiling and like go above me and then I just wake up and that probably oh. happened like like once a month it was like happening a lot to the point where I thought it was like real oh. uh but no nothing That's ever happened so creepy yeah Thank God we're out of the house yeah I don't, get, <laughs> I don't get bad dreams like that like that's crazy I get nightmares too but but the the craziest part was actually that same guy would come back in other dreams so like i would have dreams that were like scary and i'd wake mm -hmm. up but i'd still be dreaming and this guy would like come over me and like look over my bed but i thought it was like i had woken up already from the bad dream and this yeah. was happening and then i'd be like holy shit Dude. and then i'd actually wake up and no. then i'd be good i don't no. i just had like that's terrifying yeah no you never yeah, shared that with me. I don't know. That was. You obviously have. What if there's like, some deeper meaning behind that? Yeah, probably. It's obviously, like some sort <laughs> I of. I think like, like dream psychology. And those people are pretty fascinating. Yeah. Because they could tell you what like anything means. On a lighter note, <laughs> what's one of your nicknames and where did it come from? And I know okay. you have a lot, so name maybe like two or three of yeah, them. Yeah, I'll do two. My two main ones that apply to two different friend groups. I have, <laughs> which they're both very similar. Uh, yeah. One, like my childhood friends call me Gerg or Geg or... And that was Dirge. Some... Gerge. It's, it's whatever at this point. It's just like G-E-R-J or a G or just G-E-G. -E -G. I don't... It's whatever. Gerge. But that came Gerge. from our 
family Xbox Live name, which was Angry Beaver. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was the name of our dog's favorite toy growing up, <laughs> which got totally destroyed. But uh, I don't know. I don't know why they started calling me that. It, it just came from that. I don't know, because Angry Beaver and then Gurge. Well, it was like Angie Gurgery beaver and then it was like just gurge and then it shortened to gag (laughs) and then it's like whatever now you guys totally have that that, that, it just builds a life of its own so we all have nicknames for each other that came from like weird occurrences but the other one is beef or (laughs) baff again like just shortened from another xbox name and that's like my my xbox friends call me that beef beef that's it yeah, the Xbox oh, Live chats get pretty creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good. Those are good. Well, thank, thank you. you again for Thanks, being on. Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Part two, baby. Yeah, appreciate two. it a lot. Um, uh, yeah, Kate's been on twice in a row. Good segment, though. Thank you. Thanks yeah, I'm me. sure we'll have to have you back on soon. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure the That's fans it. are gonna want. They're gonna be begging for you so, back. Yeah. They want beef. Yeah. They want beef. <laughs> yeah. I see the comments. It's fine. I'll be back. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. Hope you have a good Tuesday. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. See ya.